Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. What's up, everybody? Dognation.com, Before the Hedges. I'm Jeff Sintel. It's the weekly uh, streaming live recruiting show brought to you by Kroger. It is um, – we, we had a sabbatical last week. Jeffrey got uh, – this this fellow right here got on a took a vacation took a little trip got on a cruise boat. We will have some video from Jeff's vacation later later this month. I have a couple videos for you to, today. Sadly, I worked on videos regarding Georgia football signees, and uh, not not videos on uh, Jeff's vacation uh, having fun. Pretty cool video though. That's going to be a, a subtle and very. Uh, delayed tease there for that but what we do have tonight as stated earlier is we do have um we have a couple videos we got a pretty cool show we're gonna do the normal thing the normal food groups but we got two 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 videos um kind of turning through a lot of that content all those one-on-one interviews i got with the georgia signees in the month of january and also the month of december uh and just want to say hey before i get started how's everybody doing everybody doing great Hope so. Hope you guys had a, having a good week so far. It's already Wednesday. Hard to believe. Got great weather outside. Got some news coming today. Wasn't it interesting from Mike Griffith today about George Pickens? Did everybody catch wind of the fact that GP1 thinks it believes, not thinks, believes, said it pretty pretty steadfastly that he's going to clock a 4-4, maybe even a high three, not high 4.39, high 4-3 uh, at the NFL Combine this week. If he does, that will be – uh, very advantageous advantageous for his bank account. I think Pickens running a 4-4, low 4-4 at that size, even with his abilities, uh, is going to put him in the mid-round, probably that 25, 35, 40 pick range. Uh, and everybody knows how much a playmaking receiver is right now in the National Football League. Speaking of wide receivers, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Georgia signee Chandler Javon Smith. Now, got two things to show you. Got a couple tweets to show you, which will kind of set up our conversation. First of all, if you if you need a quick uh, backstory on uh, CJ Smith, CJ grew up in Hawaii. His dad was an army officer, uh, very impressive army officer. They did a lot of important stuff for our country. His last post was in Hawaii. That's where uh, CJ kind of grew up. He moved to Florida really late in his high school career. He was a Florida commitment. Uh, but get this. He has two really uh, – he has two Bulldogs in his home. And he's had those even when he was committed to those Florida Gators of all things. And when Florida's program started wilting during the uh, 2021 regular season, that's when he started looking elsewhere. Uh, Chandler Javon Smith. Why was it a good time to – put together some coverage and content today regarding C.J. Smith? Well, a couple of reasons. <clears throat> First of all, I think you see the tweet there. This is from his father, Francis Smith. His all-white bulldog is named Mr. Waffles. Mr. Waffles. So if anybody's got a dog named after a breakfast item, please chime in right now on uh, Facebook and also on YouTube. But I'm going to tell you what, this is probably the best player to ever come to the University of Georgia that was once committed to Florida that has a pet bulldog named Mr. Waffles. Of that, I am completely certain uh, that that's the case there with C.J. Smith. 
the, the thing that gets him in the news is there was some reports trickling out about off-season workouts uh, for Georgia. And uh, I think we've got a, a tweet of this right there. The GPS tracker on C.J. Smith, they clocked him at a team high for skill of 22.2 miles an hour. And, uh, guys, that's fast. I mean, we don't, need to, we don't need to do the little emoji. Everybody put your finger to your chin and go, geez, is that fast? Or do I need to go – Peaches, is that fast? Peaches, is that is that fast or is that not fast? There's Peaches. Hey, Peaches, she's kind of bugging me right now, but um, wanting to say hi. But that's pretty fast, and uh, especially coming off the knee surgery, it's kind of funny. He was a double state champion during his junior year uh, in in Florida, kind of the Orlando area. He ran the 100, I believe, in 10.6 uh, non-winated. And he ran the the twenty to two hundred, which is his best event, in twenty point six two seconds. Guys, that is flying. Uh, great speed. Another one of those guys that you know, kind of in that Arian Smith mold. I know Georgia fans would hopefully think that Chandler Javon Smith, C.J. Smith, would uh, have a little bit more good luck with health and getting on the field and avoiding the injury report than Arian Smith has so far for the Bulldogs. Um, kind of a hard luck story for him right there. But when he's been in, he showed great potential and great playmaking ability. And now Georgia brought in another Smith, also from Florida, that also has vast playmaker, nine route, deep route potential. So that's kind of sets things up. You know a little bit about Chandler Smith now. You know uh, he's his family's originally from Hawaii, uh, was once committed to the Florida Gators. He's really, really stinking fast, and his family has a lot of pet bulldogs, two actually. One of those is named Mr. Waffles. Got to love this name. But how about one of those dog nation conversations? You want to see what C.J. Smith's actually like? You want to know why he chose Georgia? This one was filmed right before he moved to Georgia, uh, moved to UGA as an early enrollee back in January, January the 5th. So, guys, sit back, uh, relax. Get you maybe some of those snacks or uh, beverages you got from your local Kroger. Maybe taking advantage of Kroger, Bo Kroger Boost. Sit back and relax. I want you to watch this right now from C.J. Smith. New Bulldog signing, creating a lot of buzz in the offseason workouts. CJ, man, I had a chance to hang out with you today, and I—I I, I tell you this, I'm not—I don't know what I'm more struck by, the fact that you have a pair of family bulldogs as pets, your dad's man cave. Uh, I mean, you were committed to Florida, you were a diehard Gator, and yet you had bulldogs all over your house. How ironic is that now? It's—it's it's pretty ironic. Um, I, I don't question it. I, I do truly see it as uh, as God's plan. You know, it's a hidden message in disguise. When the folks start buying the nine jersey or whatever jersey you'll wear at Georgia, what do you want them to know you're about? Like, like what are you about? What kind of player are they getting in C.J. Smith? Speed. That's uh, what they, they they want. That's what they're going to get, speed. Where does the speed come from? Do you have this hill you run up? Is there a ritual? Where does it come from? Uh, it's. I truly think it's genetics uh, based on my mom and dad, but, um, you know, Nothing is given. I, I feel like I truly work for this. You know, uh, Claremont, uh, they have this thing called the Hills, the Clay Hills, uh, 10 mile clay loop, you know, running on that, uh, usually off a weekly basis. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's about it. 
How fast have you ran? Like, go through the 40, the, I guess, went, the legally not wind-aided, like the 40, the 100, the 200. What are your best times? Best ran? time, 40, uh, I ran a 4 3 one. Uh, For the 100, unwind-aided, I ran a 10-3 flat. Um, 200, unwind-aided, ran a 20.6. Wow. Um, which one of those is your favorite distance to cover? The, definitely the 200. Why is that? Uh, I feel like I can open up more. The 100, um, I have enough space, but I feel... Uh, I, I get stronger the more than I run, or the more that I run. Why was it Georgia for you? You had a, a little bit of back and forth and a lot of sudden change in your recruiting. Why was it Georgia for you? Definitely, uh, you know, the coaching aspect, uh, the program. It's an amazing program, um, but definitely the coaching. Uh, coming off of Florida, you know, didn't really know where I was. They they came in there, reassured me, um, just, just showed me love. What did Georgia do to open the door? Because they were fighting with Tennessee and they were fighting with Florida for that last official visit. And really, I don't think Georgia would have signed you if you wouldn't have given them that last official visit. How did Georgia, I guess, win the right to have you in town that weekend? Keeping it real. Uh, I'm a very, you know, straightforward person. Uh, you know, I don't like sugarcoating. You know, even when Coach Kane came over here, he told me straight up that you know, they, they, they love me. Uh, you know, there's things that I can work on. There's things that he can help me work on. Uh, it's just... That's really what got me. CJ, I guess uh, for you, what does it mean for you now uh, that you're a Georgia Bulldog? When you signed that dotted line, what went through your mind? Uh, stress relief, pure joy. Uh, you know, coming off of you know two, three months ago, like I never thought I would be in this position, but uh, truly, God, God has just helped me throughout this whole process and my family. What are the main pillars you got to rely on for your success? Uh, me and the main question, we, or the main answer, would be myself, but um. Definitely, you know, God and my parents and, uh, you know, the coaching staff at Georgia. So your father is a retired military. He told me he was lucky enough to have his last assignment in Hawaii. Like, what sort of influence does having a father like that, strong male in your life, uh, a lot of discipline, a lot of structure to his career, how much has that helped you as a football player develop? It's, it's helped me a lot. You know, uh, I don't go by a day without it, um, you know, not, not thinking that I'm lucky, you know. Uh, compared to other people's circumstances, uh, I truly, truly think, um, you know, it's a blessing. I don't, don't question it, just, just live it out. What will be your job description at Georgia? Burn people, <laughs> speed. Um, you go through a lot of routes in your route tree, which ones are your favorites? Uh, definitely, you know, go route, and then most people, you know, don't, don't like it, but you know, I love, love them 10 yard comebacks. I see a lot of ironies in your story, I think, uh, CJ. I think one of the coolest is that the fact that, um, at one point, you were committed to Georgia's main rival, and yet you've got Bulldogs in your house. You've got family Bulldog pets. I, I just marvel about how this all, thing, all this stuff came full circle. When you look back on your recruiting process, what are the biggest things that stick out to you? Uh, definitely the stress. Um, you know, there's be some nights where, you know, I didn't feel like talking to coaches, but I knew I had to. So, uh, you know, but other than that, like, it's, it's, it's good problems to have. Like, you know, things could be worse, situations could be worse, but it's good problems to have. What's your motivation? My parents. Uh, they've sacrificed so much for me to be here. Um, I really just do it for them. And break down your family Bulldogs. Tell me about Mr. Waffles and I think Menace, right? Tell me yeah. about both of them. So we have, we have two Bulldogs, uh, Mr. Waffles uh, and Menace. Uh, Mr. Waffles, we had him for about six years. And Menace, we just got him um, a little over a year ago. Uh, he's still a little puppy. But uh, Waffles, you know, he's a white Bulldog. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's truly ironic. <laughs> when I guess you pet the Bulldog for the first time, what's going to go through your mind, the Georgia Bulldog? I, uh, 
I, I mean, I I think it's gonna be exciting. But you know, I live with one every day. It's it's gonna be fun. Any hobbies? What do you do when you're not running fast and trying to be a great football player? I'm a gamer. Play video games. Go fishing, kayaking. Do a little bit of outdoor stuff. Uh, hoop a little. But that's that's about it. What would you like to study in school? Sports medicine. Why is that big for you? Uh, you know, dealing with, um, especially like neat thing. It's I've always been so intrigued with, with how people have gotten people to to get healthy. Um, just the whole science behind it is, it's really like blowing my mind how like the body works with uh, with certain things like medicine or you know even just wrapping your wrists like how how much that can prevent stuff. You told me um, you really didn't know what you were going to do until that last day at Georgia. When did everything just kind of come together for you? Definitely talking to Coach Smart. Um, you know, I, that whole time I was leading toward Tennessee, but uh, just that last message with, with Coach Smart being, um, you know, they, they want me. Uh, I could be a great aspect to the team. And I guess, CJ, how about a visual here? Like so much, uh, we noticed your body art here and so much with young people today, it means something. And for you, what, what do those inscriptions mean to you? Right here, uh, you know, people who I push for the most, my parents, my mom, my dad, with the zodiac signs and their birthdays. Awesome, CJ, man. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Yes, sir. Thank you. How about that, guys? Isn't it cool? Mr. Waffles. Everybody say it out loud with me again, guys. Mr. Waffles. What? How cool is it to have uh, a, a guy that was once a Gator and was leaning hard, if you were listening to that closely to the interview, leaning really hard towards the volunteers and then end up uh, choosing the Georgia Bulldogs? Did you see that? Uh, pictures. I, I dropped a few pictures, kind of like Easter eggs at the front of that video package. Uh, you saw a couple images that looked like a man cave. That's his dad's man cave. Kind of funny how it can change colors and red. It can change colors to red, but also there's those kind of oil paintings of bulldogs he had in his house. Even when he was committed to Florida, he was surrounded by bulldogs and he kind of, he used the phrase God's plan, which kind of to him illuminated that maybe that was something that should have happened to him all the while. So uh, CJ Smith, one of you guys, he was one of those guys that really a few guys, Marvin Jones, they kind of really snuck in late to the class. You know, we didn't give the really long deep dive stories, but we will. Those are coming on dognation.com. But you get a little sense of the young man now. You get a sense of, you know, what he's doing. So when you guys see those posts or you see those things on social media about this Georgia signing, he was a four star around right around the number 250, 220 player in the country. And he signed with Georgia, really explosive, really fast. I think he's more of a football player than a track guy. And everybody kind of associates him with running fast and being, being a track state champion. I think he's a three-time state champion. But he can play some football. And um, really interesting, really enjoyed spending some time a couple months ago with uh, C.J. Smith uh, and his family. Great parents, really hardworking parents. And his dad can join that. His dad, Francis, can join that club of the – what was it everybody said with DeAndre Swift and Chris Milton that the Georgia Bulldog dads can beat up all the other dads in the SEC? Well, I think Francis Smith would probably need to be on that tag team or need to be need to be in that corner because he's also pretty impressive, too, uh, when you meet him physically. Uh, likes to work out, likes to take care of himself, and is in extremely good shape. So uh, good stuff there. And like I said, we got two. We got two. So I'm going to say, what does Sam Pittman say? He says, play that dang jukebox. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to uh, send a shout out to my guy behind the glass, Michael Carvel. I'm going to say, Michael, play that Dog Nation conversation. 
Who wants to hear from Julian Humphrey, that other guy that Georgia flipped from the Florida Gators in the 2022 class? Take a listen. You're going to say a lot of good things here about Will Muschamp. You're going to see him dance. Enjoy it here on Before the Hedges. You're a freaking lightning bolt, man. I tweeted out like that dance video of you like nine different dances yesterday. And all the Georgia fans think, can we get him some help for ADHD, man? He's like he's like crazy, man. I'm just having fun. You know, um, we up here celebrating. I mean, this bowl game pretty much like a celebration of like all our hard work we've done. Like, like all became all American. So, you know, just having fun. So what does it mean to you to be going to Georgia? Is this a week that maybe reinforces a decision you already felt good about? I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it totally helped because, you know, like being here with all the commits, you know, um, it feels good, like, you know, starting to know and all that, getting ready, what I'm about to, like, be with when I get to Athens. So, like, you know, I'm just ready to get up there. What does it mean to you now to be going to play for Georgia? I mean, it means a lot, you know, um, playing for the number two team in the country. going to go beat Bama. And, um, I mean, it just feels great playing for Georgia. You know, um, I've built, like, a strong relationship with Coach Kirby, Coach Muschamp, and Coach Adai. They've told me what all I can do there and how much they can help me and guide me and get me right and develop me. So, yeah. If you had to boil it down into something really simple, what was the reason you chose Georgia? Um, I'll say the person at Georgia that really helped me push this decision was, um, I'll probably say, Will Muschamp. Like, he did like he did everything in his past, like, you know, like, like show, like, okay, yeah, I really want this kid, you know. Um, then that really showed it was that um, whenever he came down to see me play, like, he was showing effort and all that. And then even though I, back when I was coming to Florida, he was texting me a whole bunch, telling me um, what all they can do, what all they offer and everything. So, I mean, yeah, that's it pretty much. Talks in the national championship game. If you had to break it down in an ESPN suit, what do you think is going to happen? Mm, let's see. 27-20 in Georgia. Why? What kind of game? Because, you know, um, Alabama's going to try to run the ball and Georgia's not going for nothing. Like, you know, Georgia's defense is different. And Mechie not playing for Bama, so that's like a that's like another help for us for like the receiver core. So, like, if we can just, like, get Jamerson, we'll be straight. Julian, you saw me doing this with uh, Marvin. Really, I'm going to go through all the guys that are in this class that are here this week, and I'm going to get your quick thoughts on all of them. Oscar Dell. Oscar Dell, great hands, great route runner. Uh, he put me in the mind frame of... Um, Tight end for Georgia. What's Bowers. Bowers, yeah. He put me in the mind frame of Bowers, you know, by the way he just run and everything. So, he's great. Gunnar Stockton. Gunnar Stockton, he's great. Great quarterback. You know, accuracy is crazy. Um, and his IQ is, like, like high. Like, he knows like he knows how to read the defense. And, like, he knows how to throw the ball and everything. So, I like him a lot. Marvin Jones Jr. He's crazy. You know, um, off the edge. You know, I seen him during one-on-ones on Twitter. He was just dominating. Like, like doing nothing. So, he's crazy. For us in Georgia, so yeah. Michael Williams might be the best player here this week. Yeah, he he just he, he like he a man child. He is a man child. He's different. I see him doing one on one. He was just throwing everybody with one arm on the floor. Boom. So it's a big deal. Can't wait to play with him. Griffin Scroggs, one of you, the big offensive mm, Yeah, like I mean, you know, um, big physical guy. You know, he good. I like him. He's strong. He knows he's doing. Um, he he up here showing showing why he should be ranked higher and stuff. He put all these other guys on their bus. So yeah, I like him too. How do you feel? Uh, this is a question I ask everybody. How many times did your decision change? Like I mean, like if you sit there and said, "There's X amount of schools that I thought I was going to go to during my process." I mean, when I whenever I first 
before I committed to Florida, like all the way back in May, I was gonna go to, I was thinking about Texas A&M. And then before, and then before Texas A&M, I was thinking about Penn State, but I didn't go to Penn State. I thought about Texas A&M, but then I didn't go. So um, I ended up going to Florida because, you know, um, I had a tight relationship with Kyrie Elam. He was telling me, um, like, how much they be, like, doing with the DBs, like, how they be like, producing and stuff. So, like, yeah. Um, but then once I committed to them, I went to my Georgia official visit and, like, that, like, changed my whole perspective. You know, I, I went there. I had to, like, sit down meeting with Coach Kirby and, like, all the coaches. And they, they were just telling me how much I could, like, be a huge deal to the team. And, like, they are like, put me in the mind frame, like, dang, like, these people really want me. And like this is DBU, like they just put out like four DBs last year. They put out DBs every single year. So like, I mean, then I went home, then I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, this is where I want to be. And then like a couple couple weeks later, I decommitted. So yeah. Last question: Your constant energy. You love music, and how do you know the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Do you know the Red Hot Chili Peppers? That song you were dancing to last yesterday yeah, with I mean, the air guitar. How much music do you know? You were you were on with oh, yeah. I mean, I know, I know all the music. You know, I'll be on TikTok. You know. Yeah. Um, I've gained an audience on TikTok, so like over quarantine, like whenever we was all locked into the house, like couldn't do nothing, so like I just started TikTok, and like that just like built everything up, and I gained an audience of like 1.5 million followers, so like that like built me up, and like you know I just know everything, all the dances and everything, so yeah, definitely not shy, right? Nah, never. Julian, I'm, we're calling you Blanket this week, right? Oh, yeah, the Blanket. Or Gremlin. Is it Blanket or Gremlin? What is it? This it's week? the Blanket. So, I'm going to tell you, the Blanket means that whenever you cover them up, pretty much, yeah, see, people don't know what that means, but it's pretty self-explanatory. All right, guys. I mean, like, really, do you feel like you have to be sitting here going, watching, watching Watching the Julian Elfrey. I mean, you got to feel like that, right? You got to go, you know, like, anyway, he's got, uh, calls himself Blanket. He's not in Athens yet. He's still in Texas. He will be one of those guys, kind of like Marvin Jones Jr., that will report to Athens in May, in the Maymester sometime late May, early June, really fast. He's a guy that's uh, working in track season right now in Texas. And he's, I think I saw something from him last week where he was working at 90% effort in, in kind of training getting ready for his uh, track season in the spring in Texas. And I think he was at 2105 at 90%. And of course we just saw from CJ Smith who went 20.62 as a junior when he really had some issues with his knee that his knee injury uh, kind of cut short his senior season. So he had his knee worked on. So he'd be ready to go in spring practice when he, er he early enrolled. He was thinking it was Florida. It became Georgia. Uh, you have Julian Smith, Julian Humphrey and C.J. Smith there. Those are your two interviews on Before the Hedges tonight, giving you more insight, giving you more of an outlook, giving you more like, hey, I know that young man a little bit regarding those guys on the uh, 2022 signing class. One's in Athens at C.J. Smith. One's on the way uh, bound for the hedges uh, in Julian Humphrey out of Texas. Uh, you guys, as you guys well know, we are uh, brought to you by Kroger, each and every week, uh, you know, I've got to you know, let me try my Brandon Adams here. Let me get my Brandon Adams on. I got to read here for tonight's show. Kroger is hosting Talent Tuesdays every Tuesday from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. for open interviews. Stop by, say hi, apply. Go to jobs.kroger.com to see available jobs in descriptions at the Kroger in your neighborhood. Uh, speaking of Kroger. It's that time where we take a pause for the cause. We talk about uh, 
players every week. We talk about everything. Well, we got to talk about these five-star chicken wings. You had a break from them last week. Let's take another minute here and uh, take a special message from Kroger. All right, Dog Nation, I've got Chef John here with Kroger. What we're trying to do is we're trying to take that tailgate to national championship standards. Chef John, we got some three-star wing recipes. How do we take it to the next level? Jeff, you've heard of buffalo wings, you've heard of barbecue wings. We're gonna take these to the next level. What we're gonna do is an orange garlic glazed wing. All right, John, now normally my friends do not allow the color orange at the tailgate. Trusting you, man. You're gonna love these. We're gonna get grilling right now. This is a garlic orange glazed wing. Made in marinade last night. It's with orange juice, brown sugar, garlic, salt and pepper, a little bit of butter and some hot sauce. Absolutely fantastic. So I didn't bring my own container in the marinade. I brought it in a Ziploc bag. Why? So I don't have to worry about washing, but also it's quick and easy to dispose of it and nice and clean and sanitary. Wings hot off the grill. All right, guys, been hearing some good intel about this one. Mmm. You know what, dog fans? This is the type of orange you want at your tailgate. Dog Nation, you just got a five-star upgrade to your tailgate menu. Check out dognation.com all season long for tailgate tips and recipes brought to you by Kroger. All right, guys. Chef John, some five-star wings back at it here on beforetheedges.com brought to you by Kroger. Of course, this program becomes a podcast on the Apple podcast platform. You can find it on SoundCloud. You can also find it on uh, Spotify as well. Hope you guys are enjoying the program so far. And now let's switch gears. We talked a lot about the 2022 uh, signees to kind of Mercury. Uh, very fast, hyper fast uh, 2022 signees. Now let's uh, point forward. Let's kind of look at the 2023 class. We do this every week called Top Targets where we kind of give an overview of what we think are the players that Georgia wants, players that really like Georgia a little bit too, that kind of a mixture of things there. These are not the highest rate play, rated players that have Georgia offers. These are not the players that love Georgia at the highest peak, at the most possible. It's kind of a mix of the two, ability, need, depth chart, kind of prospects at the position, position where they can make an impact early. We call it our top targets. Let's just take a look at that right now. I uh, got a new name uh, at the back end of the list. That's Tamarian Parker. Uh, he was, I believe, number 13 last week. Number 13 this week is a young man uh, by the name of Jamal Jarrett. Some of the industry has him as an offensive tackle. Folks, to me, really clearly looks like a defensive lineman. Very impressive size for Jamal Jarrett. Saw him last week at the uh, last Sunday, actually, uh, this past Sunday at the Under Armour All-American Camp in uh, North Metro Atlanta at Denmark High School. He actually comes from the same high school that sent Travis Shaw in the 2022 class to North Carolina. Jamal Jarrett really likes Georgia a lot, kind of always says the right things about Georgia. I do feel the Bulldogs are a major player there for him. Number 12 is Caden McDonald out of North Gwinnett. He's currently a Bulldog now, has kind of had Georgia as leader. He's a North Gwinnett Bulldog. He's kind of had Georgia as leader for quite some time. Um, some other schools are in there. Caden McDonald had 20 sacks as a high school junior in 7A GHSA football. Folks, that is a lot. That is an unprecedented number for a zero-tech nose guard in any level of football, much less Georgia Class 7A. Uh, number 11 is a five-star cornerback, Carmine McClain. Carmine is currently the number one corner in the country. 
Uh, number 10 is wide receiver Braylon James out of uh, Del Vale in Texas, another impact top 100 wide receiver. Speaking of impact wide receivers, the number one receiver in the country sits here still at number nine on the board, Brandon Ennis out of American Heritage in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Troy Bowles, the son of the NFL coach, uh, plays for Jesuit in Tampa, Florida. He has some of those Jalen Walker, N'Kobe Dean, Roquan Smith tendencies to his game. Uh, Troy Bowles is a major target for Georgia in the uh, 2023 class. Ruben Owens the second. He visited Georgia back in January. Georgia's in its top five. I believe his first visit this month is going to be to Alabama now that visits have opened back up. Number six is Justice Haynes. Folks, I want to take a quick thing, quick thought of here about Justice Haynes for a second. Justice is an all-American tailback, and he's a really good baseball player. He throws a wicked curveball, wicked changeup, and he can pitch at around the 88, 89 miles per hour mark. Throwing from the left side, folks, I've, in my years of doing this, I've never heard of a, a running back being recruited by the University of Georgia that was also a left-handed pitcher that could throw 90 miles per hour. Heck of a worker. He is an impressive specimen. Uh, Justice Haynes is a guy that is always trying to better himself, always trying to get better. Folks might not know this, but he is he's really a pretty good baseball player, type of guy that could be a rotation guy and an SEC staff. Uh, also plays outfield as a plus outfielder, can really catch the ball naturally. He's a top-of-the-order hitter. He's going to steal a lot of bases. Uh, Justice Haynes, a little bit of baseball. Since we're not getting any baseball anytime soon, uh, thanks to the labor uh, disagreements for MLB. So uh, interesting to hear about Justice Haynes and how much he really likes baseball. Number five is Malik Bryant. Malik Bryant's been reclassified recently to the uh, linebacker position instead of an edge position. He's still a five-star. He is also no longer at IMG Academy, as our graphic might suggest. He is at Jones High School. He's going back to his original high school uh, that he transferred from, transferred out of to go play at IMG. Um, Malik Bryant is going to go back home to play for his senior season. Here's a young man that made some news today on his birthday. Jonel Aguero uh, also has went on to a new school. He's back home at, in Boston. He's going to play his senior season in Massachusetts. Uh, Jonel Aguero celebrated a birthday today, and he actually expanded his list. What well, used to be a top four, top five. He went out to a top seven today on his birthday. Uh, Jonel Aguero's top seven is Alabama, of course, Texas A&M, of course, Georgia, Miami, Florida, uh, LSU, and Ohio State. Seems like he's got the best of the best there for his uh, final seven or his expanded seven. Number three is Arch Manning. Uh, some noise now coming around that Arch Manning, uh, I think, on three recruits is their prediction, their crystal ball variant. Uh, now has Alabama as the team to beat there for Arch Manning. Really, I think it's all going to come down to visits and fit and feel. I don't think the Matt Luke decision affects Georgia at too a great extreme uh, there with Manning and his family and his camp. Um, Alabama, Texas, Georgia, those really feel like the schools that will be deciding, uh, that will be wondering what's going to happen with Arch Manning. Of course, there are other quarterbacks that Georgia's in the mix with. Dylan Lonergan uh, out of Brookwood, I think he is a mighty impressive player, also a baseball player kind of like Justice Ains. Uh, Dylan Lonergan at Brookwood, his father was a backup under uh, Todd Blackledge on the 1982 Penn State team, which knocked Georgia out of a chance for the second uh, national championship of the Herschel Walker era in Athens. 
great pitcher. He throws the ball very hard. He's a great athlete, runs the ball around, has made a lot of plays in Georgia. GHSA 7A football as well. Uh, Nico Oliveira, uh, another young man that's coming out of uh, California off the West Coast. Really hear a lot of things there for him in Oregon. Um, Alabama as well. He's going to visit Georgia as official visit. Uh, he's going to take a visit to Georgia in March as well. And actually, that young man is going to another five-star quarterback in the class, six-foot-six passer. He is going to make his decision, I believe, in March or April, and he'll be the first one of those major quarterback dominoes to follow. Uh, Victor Burley is still number two on the list out of Warner Robins, Warner Robins, Georgia. Tennessee, Clemson, Georgia, those are the principals there with Victor Burley, a five-star defensive lineman. Was really feeling Georgia coming out of the national championship celebration parade. I think Georgia needs to kind of rally a little bit and capture some more momentum. Number one on the list is five-star safety Caleb Downs. Got to see him work at the Under Armour Atlanta Regional as well. Caleb is the number one player in Georgia now. He is the number one safety in the country. A very impressive kind of play right away. You guys remember what I kept saying a lot about Terry and Arnold? I kind of put Caleb Downs in that really rarefied air class for a freshman DB that can play early. Um, Peaches, calm, calm down. Peaches. Peaches make a lot of noise tonight. Um Got some others to consider there. Raul Aguirre, another linebacker out of Georgia. I'm following with some feedback here on our uh, other others to list, others to track list. Some of you guys out there was like, you know, you don't give me as much information there as you do for the top targets. Well, naturally, uh, that's what, why those guys are called the top targets. But I, I felt it was a good compromise with you folks to include the state. Um, I don't know if the graphics displaying that or not, but. Raul Laguire's out of Georgia. C.J. Allen's another linebacker out of middle Georgia. Justin Benton's out of Georgia. He's moved back to the Newton area after spending his junior year at IMG Academy. Defensive end Kelby Collins is out of Alabama. Santana Fleming is an impressive slot receiver out of Florida. Hearing a lot of noise right there with him right now with Florida State. Uh, we mentioned Jamal Jarrett earlier. He's now on the top targets list. The name that really, that really strikes me with really good film Roderick Kearney, he's out of Florida. He's an interior offensive lineman. Uh, Dylan Lonergan, we mentioned him earlier. Xavier Hardy out of Georgia. A.J. Harris, the five-star cornerback, A.J. Harris out of Alabama. Another Harris, uh, Gabe Harris, is now out of Valdosta. Kyler Casper out of Arizona. Peyton Kirkland out of Florida. Peyton took a really big visit to Georgia this past weekend, and I believe, not this past weekend, but uh, back in uh, January before the dead period came down. Word is, word is right now that Peyton's going to take his official visit to Georgia in March as well. Caden Lee, really like him, a protege of uh, Terrence Edwards out of, in Georgia. Uh, Francis Maragua, uh, IMG Academy in Florida. Xavier McLeod, got to see him this weekend. Again, he was at the Under Armour Regional in Atlanta. Looked very good as well. Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina with them. Uh, Tony Mitchell is a guy that everybody feels will eventually go to Alabama. He's a five-star corner. But I bet his future position winds up as a safety uh, at the next level on Saturdays. Deuce Robinson, great baseball player himself in his own right, the nation's number one tight end. Four-star Edge Quirasaw out of Alabama. Madden Sanker out of Georgia. Talked to him this past weekend. He, he was just, he's just kind of thinking Georgia is Georgia. He was trusting Kirby Smart to fill the position uh, Matt Luke's position the right way. He knew that uh, Kirby Smart would get a really good guy in there, and he did in uh, the new hire, uh, Coach Cyril's. Um, James Smith out of Alabama, 
another five-star defensive lineman, kind of like he's really partnered up with uh, Roussaw as well. Those guys are both out of the Montgomery area. And for, for Georgia, it really feels like that's a battle with Alabama for both those guys, Jaden Wayne out of Washington, Treon Webb, and Hakeem Williams. Remember that name, Hakeem Williams, a very impressive wide receiver out of Florida. I think you're going to hear his name mentioned quite a lot here on this program in the weeks and months to come. Georgia's got to restock at offensive tackle, wide receiver, running back, and outside linebacker. I feel those are the most important positions for Georgia to focus on in the 2023 class. Uh, since our last show, a lot has happened. Let's see if I can recap a few things for you, maybe answer a few early questions. I think the hire of uh, Brian McClendon was excellent. I think folks will see very quickly, very quickly, uh, especially in the 2023 class, I think BMAC will move to probably – uh, the probably easily one of the three or most one of the three or four most effective recruiters on the staff now. I think he's that good at his job of position evaluation and also at recruiting. Uh, kind of like all the advantages of an in-state in-state guy that a lot of recruits kind of feel like that's a that's an uncle, that's an older brother, that's a dad type relationship. I think they'll get that with BMAC and Brian McClendon. He also played at Georgia. Um, I think that's a good one. And I really like the new outside linebackers coach hire. I think uh, Coach Jader is really going to do a lot of great things recruiting. He's going to connect with a lot of the players. Really like how the really, really like what I'm hearing right now, how a lot of the recruits have basically responded to the new outside linebackers coach at the University of Georgia, especially the latest one. I think probably that one of the hottest names right now in Georgia recruiting is the 2024 prospect out of Buford. That's King Joseph Edwards. Can't wait to share his story with you guys on the pages of dognation.com really soon. So besides the new coaches, you've got to mention Fran Brown as well. I think the really major decommitment Georgia lost while over the last week while I was vacationing, Kyan Lee, we wrote about him this week on dognation.com. I think that was a very, a very tough loss for Georgia in this 2023 class. I think the young man's going to be a special defensive back in the Southeastern Conference. I think he kind of fit exactly what Georgia was looking for in its DBs. Physical, smart, plays at high level of ball, plays on state championship teams, has played a lot of years already. Physical, fast, really fast. He, he clocked laser four fours uh, last summer when he visited Ohio State. Really physical. He's a big-time player. I think he basically wanted to reopen things and go about his recruiting um, to reset his recruiting. Miami, Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, Ole Miss, Georgia, those are the schools that are now in it for um, Kai and Lee. And Kay and Lee also told me that he's already heard from Fran Brown a bunch of times since he decommitted from Georgia. Really wanted to, to pull up this one important part of the uh, Kay and Lee story. Kay and Lee story, excuse me, was um, he when he decommitted, he called the Georgia staff, called Kirby Smart and told him what he was doing. He felt that if he was man enough to make a commitment to Georgia uh, and, before his junior season or right at the eight, right at the beginning of his junior season that he also needed to be man enough to call and tell him that he was going to decommit as well. Didn't want to do it in a tweet. Folks, I just want to let you know that that is not as common uh, of a player calling up a coach, calling up a school and saying, I'm going to decommit as one might think. I was, thought it was very impressive and a very mature step there for a player in the 2023 class that I really like a lot. He made, he, he gave a, uh, Kay and Lee gave me a, his kind of snapshot of how Fran Brown has been so far. He regarded him as very straightforward, very much to the point. 
He's going to tell you how it is. I thought that was very interesting hearing all that stuff from Kay, Kay and Lee, uh, the recent decommitment from Georgia. What else has happened besides the decommitments? Well, those Georgia lost two commitments, dropped Georgia's ranking down to number four nationally. They now have just seven commitments. They have five on offense, two on defense, four in-state, three out-of-state, four top 100 commits, five top 150 commits. All seven of the current commits are in the SEC footprint. Uh, still four out of the top five highest-rated recruits in this class are this current pledge class for Georgia for 2023. Those are guys are on the offensive side of the ball. 2022 was defensive heavy. Looks like Georgia is kind of redirecting and balancing things out with more of an offensive emphasis early on in the 2023 class. If you put, find Georgia, you know, adding a, maybe a Justice Haynes, maybe adding a, a guy like an Arch Manning or another top flight quarterback, the receivers will be built around that. Right now, it's the early framework of a one of those um, – offensive slanted class and I, classes. And I think that's what Georgia really needs after, man, they really loaded up. They got scattered, smothered, covered, cat, chunk, dice. They really went impressively uh, hard in the paint for the defensive side of the ball in the 2022 class. The natural market correction, I would say, would be for Georgia to go uh, try to get just as good and try to get just as greedy getting the plum blue chip recruits on the offensive side of the offensive side of the ball there. We've got an offer tracker. We're going to do this every couple of weeks here on before the head, just because I think it's pretty cool. Uh, since the last time we looked at it and these figures, these numbers, this data is from 24 seven sports. They have a really, really always have a robust and really impressive uh, database on this. Georgia has offered another 11 players over the last two weeks. They got one quarterback, one wide receiver, one interior offensive lineman, one tight end. No new offensive tackles, no new defensive linemen. Uh, one new linebacker offer, two new uh, edge prospects offered, and four new cornerbacks offered. No new offers at safety or the athlete position. Uh, you look right there, Georgia's most offered positions by far, the defensive linemen and the wide receivers. Wide receivers is a position Georgia really offers heavy traditionally in every cycle. Guys, that. Those are your weekly food groups there. We're kind of going down the aisles like we were going down the aisles of your favorite Kroger, going down the aisles of everything that we think are the, you know, weekly trips uh, regarding uh, Dog Nation recruiting and University of Georgia recruiting uh, that we feel like you guys need to know and kind of keep really dialed in and tuned in on each and every week. Um, let's see here. So this is what we've done so far. If you're just joining us, had a great interview with C.J. Smith. That was something that we recorded before he moved to Georgia in January. Uh, same thing for Julian Humphrey. I wanted you guys to see those as well. Two really interesting personalities in the 2023-2022 signing class. We went over our top targets. We went over a bunch of things uh, in the 2023 cycle. You guys got any questions now? Now's the time. I'm going to take a lap around both Facebook and YouTube. You guys got any questions? Now would be the time to drop them. See, I'll go to uh, YouTube first. Um, I mean, this is really a uh, this is really the type of um, 
time right now. Visits are opening back up. Georgia hosted a lot of guys yesterday on the March 1st when guys could come back in. I think Sammy Brown made the trip. Uh, JoJo Stone, a really impressive 2024 wide receiver. Really good playmaker there at Grayson High School. He made the trip to the 2024 that I think has all the potential in the world to be a five-star. That's King Joseph Edwards. Uh, King Joseph is a type of athlete that is 6'5", and about 235 pounds, and he runs the 100, the 200, and throws the shot put for his high school team. He plays basketball, he plays football, and he runs track. That's a three-sport athlete right there. And, folks, his shot put right now is about 47 feet. That's kind of his max. That's kind of his PR. King Joseph Edwards, I parallel that to uh, – that's about a, probably right about what uh, Trayvon Walker was doing when he was a when he was a junior, um, when he was a junior at Upson Lee and Thomas, and the difference is, King Joseph Edwards a little bit faster, of course, running the one hundred and the two hundred. Both guys played basketball, but uh, King Joseph Edwards is is throwing the shot at forty seven feet in the spring of his sophomore year before his junior football season, and that's what really stands out as really impressive. Uh, to me about uh, King Joseph Edwards as well. Of course, Caleb Downs uh, was, was, was came in to see Georgia again this week as well. As well, of course, Caleb Downs uh, was, 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 came in. Let's see, uh, Sacred Grove, uh, nice avatar there as well. Wants to know, can Georgia pull off a top five at running back, wide receiver, and QB in this class? Well, I think the running back, and the wide receiver is going to happen. I mean, excuse me, the running back and quarterback is going to happen. Remains to be seen on the uh, wide receiver part. But I think Brian McClendon is up is up to that task. Uh, Sacred Grove, yep. I do feel like BMAC is already affecting the list as well. Uh, Rep Womack, how are you doing tonight? He uh, says that uh, he's got a take there on um, – Malachi Starks as well. Let's see. Eaton Cox, how are you doing tonight? Let me see what Facebook has as well. What do you guys think about the George Pickens interview tonight? It's one of those times when you see these guys. I think Devontae Wyatt showed everybody kind of the same things. Uh, Devontae, when he uh, – Got to meet the media at the uh, scouting, at the uh, at the Senior Bowl. Really impressive. It's one of those things where people were wondering, like, you know, why didn't uh, why didn't Georgia fans hear from more of those guys as well? Um, Bob Fouquet got some intel there on C.J. Smith. You know, he's really really fast. That's really what I can say there. As I said earlier, he's kind of more of a kind of more of a football player mold to me. That's what he came across to me. Uh, Ken Feinberg has a question about Overton. Well, I think Overton, not a linebacker. First of all, I think he's going to be a defensive tackle, defensive end uh, at the next level. Um, he is going to take his official visits in April and May, March and April. I think, I think the first one that's getting a visit, I want to say that's Oklahoma, Alabama, uh, Oh, excuse me, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Oregon, Texas A&M, Georgia. By all accounts, I expect it to be a Texas A&M and Georgia uh, race right there. And uh, I would have to say that um, I don't – I think that um, 
I think Texas A&M has, a, has sort of the strongest shot right now at uh, LT Overton. Uh, Randy Hall, I think uh, with Madden Sanker, I think he's going to just kind of – he was a guy that wants to take his time now when I spoke to him on uh, Sunday. Um, maybe all the changes a little bit, all the coaches changing, but he's a guy that really has a core of about four or five schools, and he's just going to work from all those. Uh, Johnny Webster, I think Georgia's class will probably finish second or third. Uh, lots of good questions. Uh, lots of good questions. Um, Randy Hall, you're right. Between KJ Bold and all the stuff coming through, uh, Buford high school, you know, Buford's always been a team that plays really well and wins a lot of state titles, maybe with, without those five-star prospects so much. I think the last five-star Buford had, um, was Isaac Nauta before he transferred to IMG Academy for his senior year. But I, I see a lot of guys like uh, I think King Joseph Edwards is going to end up a five star. And I, I think uh, KJ Bolden might probably be the one of the top five players in the country in his senior year. Kevin Flute has a question. Um, I think they have a lot of talent, uh, especially at uh, offensive line. I think that's one of the spots where you're going to see some attrition. I think Georgia just so has so many talented guys. And so many All-Americans that are maybe just now clawing to get into too deep. You know, modern college football says is, you know, offensive linemen are going to be a little bit more level-headed, a little bit more anchored than some of the skill guys that think they have to play right away. But just to the nature of the position. But I do see that um, Georgia's roster looks at, I think, inside linebacker, I think the offensive line, I think those are positions that are, where you've got a lot of guys that are, might have been recruited over over the last couple of years. Michael Baxter, how are you? Uh, thanks to everybody for uh, stopping in on uh, Wednesday night. Sonia Prescott, my trip was good. Uh, we did a family cruise. Actually, it was a Royal Caribbean cruise. You guys are going to hear a lot more about that later, especially if you guys are joining us on the Dog Nation cruise. But um, my wife and I, we went on a cruise like maybe 20 years ago um, when we were coming out of college. Uh, this was our first time we went with our kids and our family. Our kids loved it. Uh, we vac we try to vacation a lot. We're, we're a family that kind of believes in experiences a lot more than stuff. So um, our kids really got a really good kick out of it. Now, if we just find a way, find a way for them to put their phones down, I think that would make for a perfect vacation. But thank you a lot for asking about that, Sonia. Uh, Randy Hall, I don't think Mims sets up as an offensive guard at all. I think Mims is definitely a tackle. I'd look for him to be the third tackle and maybe the first tackle off the bench, kind of like what Broderick Jones was a year ago for Georgia and for Georgia on the national championship team. Sounds weird saying that, doesn't it? Sounds kind of intriguing, kind of thrilling saying that. Um, let's see. Uh, Marshall Fleming, I saw your question, sir. What true freshman this year do I think will have the biggest impact on the field? I got to say Brett Thorson. I think Brett Thorson is going to be your starting punter, and I think he's going to really, really, really um, destroy the ball. He's going to annihilate the ball, and I think Brett Thorson will be the guy most likely to be the guy that um, starts for Georgia – I think Delp's going to make a very big impact. I think I, – I, I feel comfortable saying this. Whatever numbers that um, – the amazing numbers that Brock Bowers put up, I think I think Oscar's range is probably to get within about 
maybe 50 to 70, um, 50 to 70% of the numbers that he put up uh, that, uh, that Brock Bowers put up in his freshman season. I think Oscar can do those same type of things at Georgia. Very similar athlete. Keith Folds wants to know, what do I think about the hiring of Cyril's? Well, I think uh, he's a guy that's been around the program. It's really one of those guys for me that I think this is really demonstrating all the guys that have moved on from the national championship. It's really Kirby's program. And what I'm hearing from recruits is they, they feel like if Kirby puts his stamp on the guy and brings him in to do the job, these recruits feel that that's going to happen in Georgia now. Uh, course I don't think anybody can be as beloved as uh, Sam Pittman was I think there are very few individuals in recruiting or in college football that have the natural genuine charisma that uh, Sam Pittman has but you know Georgia the way they've recruited and the way they stack up and folks I'm going to tell you this is going to be a story I write about I think this is the Georgia's 2021 season is going to be the perfect storm because they got the championship they beat Alabama and now all these guys are going to go in the draft. And this is probably going to be a top five all-time draft ever for any program, any college program ever. Up there with the LSUs and maybe the Alabama's best years. Now, picking sneaks into that first round, all of a sudden you got maybe four guys that might go into the first round for Georgia. Guys like Jordan Davis, the Kobe Dean, Trayvon Walker, Devontae Wyatt, and even George Pickens. I think four in the first round, when you see – if you see Pickens put up a time like that, I think – you're going to see a lot of headlines and a lot of writers kind of pinning their work and sharing their thoughts that, you know, Georgia might get four guys in the first round. I think Georgia might have 10 guys picked in the first two round. Of course, the all-time record set by established by LSU after their dominant campaign was 14 picks from off one team into the NFL draft. And I think Georgia can get to that point. I really do. Um, Jake Kermode, I don't know if he'll be picked. Um, John Fitzpatrick, I don't know if that guy will be picked. So Georgia would probably be in that 13, 14 range. But I think the most impressive part is Georgia could see maybe 10, 11 guys go in the first two rounds, especially the first three rounds of the draft. And folks, that is a lot of talent. And I think what I mean by that as a missing piece is I, I, I think that's the thing where folks will go. Georgia can beat Alabama. Got it. Georgia can develop players. Got it. Georgia can finally win the national championship. Got it. But then Georgia gets guys in the league and the, Two things I hear from recruits all the time, all the time, y'all, is I hear they want to shake Roger Goodell's hand. They want to go high in the draft. They want to be gone in three or four years, and they want to win a lot of games. And I think Georgia will now have checked all the boxes uh, in their program and their recruiting outlook and their recruiting profile um, after the uh, 2022 NFL draft in Las Vegas. You wonder, folks, if things can get better and better. I think that's how they get better. All right, guys. Uh, it's been another Before the Hedges, another Wednesday night. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for – I hope you guys got something out of those videos. Hope you guys enjoyed the program. Most of all, I thank you guys for joining us on another Wednesday night. Uh, looks like Peaches is ready to go to bed. She's laying on the ground right now. So, uh, hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Thank you so much for joining Before the Hedges on another Wednesday night. You guys have yourself a great one. I'm Jeff Sintel for Dog Nation. That's the intel. Hope you guys be well, and we'll see you guys again on the pages of dognation.com. God bless you, everybody. Hope to see you back here again 
next Wednesday night, maybe we might have some news by then as well. Thanks again. We'll see you later. Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle. 